Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, this is the Blue Day podcast, and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, Keith Lawrence, and this summer, the podcast has been on a world tour talking to different Chelsea supporters groups, and this week, we are talking to Rustem of the Chelsea Prague supporters group. Rustem, how are you, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Keith. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, doing well. Um, it's Friday tomorrow, so excited. You? How are you? I know I'm good. As you say, Friday tomorrow, geared up for the weekend, opening weekend of the season as well. So it's, it's not too bad of a... Yeah, you don't say. Meeting Frank. Yes, the, the Frank Lampard derby as well. So that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. Hopefully we have a better result than what we had last time we went to Goodison Park. Well, I don't know. Um, is it bad to say for a Chelsea fan? But I was kind of supporting Everton back then and during that game because uh, Lampard actually needed those points to stay in the Premier League and we were pretty doing pretty good for the Champions League spot. So I was happy that he actually got, a, got all three points, hack, and stayed in the league, got, saved his job. You've been on the show for 30 seconds and already you've divided opinion. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not Brilliant. sorry. I love Fleur Frank. This is I, this is the player who actually married me to the game. Right, I see. Was it him? Sort of when he coming as a midfielder? Was it was it you know that era of him, Drogba, Terry, and Czech that got you into Chelsea, or was it a bit earlier than that? He got me into football. I oh, personally into football in general. Right, I see. Yeah, my dad, he's uh, fond of football and he watches it every week in different leagues and so on. When I was a kid, I I, I didn't really like football. I was a volleyball guy, a tennis guy, not football. And uh, I was I would be rather playing than watching. Uh, but I, I just remember sitting in the room and I was watching some other football game. And I was, you know, playing but glancing once, twice just to the screen. And I was like, I, I asked my dad, like, who's, who's that guy? You know, he like he plays well, like long shots and then like long passes and everything. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive. He's like, no, well, the, the English lad, Frank Lampard, he's his name. I was like, okay, okay. So um, 
maybe next time when that guy is playing, you can ask me, like, you, you can tell me, you know, and I can watch him play. So just, I didn't know it was Chelsea. I didn't know it was anywhere, like, in England. So next time Frank Lampard plays, can you tell me? We're like, all right. And he forgot about that completely, right? Weeks, weeks uh, later, maybe months later, he was just passing my room. He was like, oh, yeah. You remember you were asking me about the Frank Lampard guy? Yeah. So he's on now, if you'd like. I was like, okay, sure. I can do my stuff in that room where, the, where there's a TV and I can watch him play. And that's how it started. You know, firstly, just just because of Frank. And then I was like, okay, he plays for Chelsea. I'm going to watch Chelsea games. And probably for that year, I only watched Chelsea games. Like, uh, I was not much into football yet. I, was, I just enjoyed what was happening on the, on the pitch with those players. And then when it's already, obviously, it kicked in more, like you started watching more Premier League, then you just started watching more everywhere, everything, like you're actually going to football games and stuff like that. So it's Frank Lampard who did that to me. Wow. Great story. And that must have been quite cool for you to see Frank as he developed at Chelsea, became a serial winner, won Premier League. That must have really sort of got your interest going, as you say, to become a Chelsea supporter. Was it? As you say, because of Frank, that you became a Chelsea supporter and you was able to watch Chelsea weekly basis in that era. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm, you know, I'm relatively young, so um, I started watching. Like this all happened already in uh, early Abramovich era. So I'm I'm originally Ukrainian and I was raised in Ukraine, and obviously they started airing uh, Chelsea games after. Roman bought the club. So I had this chance also because of Abramovich and then with the, with Lampard. And uh, yeah, I just started going for once and twice. And then years later, I, I, I remember I watched uh, the uh, Champions League final, the Moscow Champions League, uh, Champions League final. I watched it in the cinema uh, as a wow. kid. <laughs> it was awful, I must say. Awful. <laughs> Yeah, I was crying uh, my eyes out, but uh, it's part of part of life. That was a horrible I, night. I yeah, remember you, that vividly. That was one horrible night, but we made up for it twice, so it's not all bad. What would you say though would be your number one moment that you've experienced as a Chelsea supporter? I'm assuming it would be something to do with Frank. Uh, no, I'm assuming it would be there's something to do with the Champions League. Because uh, there are two finals, as you just mentioned, which we won. And actually, I was at the one at Porto against City. And it was the first game after COVID, after the whole year with no, like, with empty stands. And I was That's able right. to go there. And I was there. And I was seeing all the chance to, uh, for, for, for Man City. You'll never, you'll never sing that. And, uh, but basically, this, like, you know, this is one of the best moments in my life, not in the, even connected to football. But I must say that winning the first Champions League in 20, uh, 2012, even, I, even though I was not there in the stadium, was probably even, like, greater. Because it was the first Champions League. And it was, you know, it was still those players who deserved it as, as no one did. And, uh, and they, they probably had their last chance and they, they did it. And uh, in Munich, against Bayern, when the game was almost lost... So I I must go for twenty twelve Champions League final. Superb, yeah. Just sort of hear them sort of stories, and as you say, you was there front and centre for the recent Champions League win against Man City. You know that must have been superb memories for you to when that final whistle blew and Chelsea players running onto the pitch and you quite 
you know, we just beat Man City 1-0 with a brilliant goal by Kai Havertz. You can't erase those sort of memories, can you? No, you can't, Kip. And uh, I'm also, uh, to tell you the truth, that was uh, probably the longest 10 minutes of my life or around those 10, 10 minutes. I don't know, it felt like eternity. Because uh, obviously also on the stadium, you don't have, you don't see what, what time is at it, right? And you don't, you don't see how, how the seconds flow away. So you're just like constantly looking at your phone, looking at the, at the pitch, at everybody uh, next to you. And everyone is excited, everyone is nervous. And you could feel the tension in the air. Like the, you could see the sparks in there before the whistle. Like, yeah, the whistle just gave a massive relief. So you've been to the Champions League final, which not many people can say. So fair play to you on that. Have you had many experiences going to Stamford Bridge as well, watching Chelsea at home? Uh, no, unfortunately not. As I told you earlier, um, as Ukrainian, uh, growing up, I didn't have, like I had to get a visa and everything. I only could go with parents. So it was a, it was a trouble. I did actually uh, go with my mum back in, well, actually, uh, I probably picked the wrong date because I was in London for two weeks and I went to Stamford Bridge, like the stadium uh, museum and, and the stadium tour. The same week when we lost to Barca in the semifinals on the, on the Champions League. So I was not on that game, but I was in London. And uh, as you can imagine, I also can't, you know, never forget uh, the Avraber situation. Uh, so that's when I was uh, the only one, the only time I was in London, or the only time I was in Stamford Bridge. However, I do travel to almost all Champions League and uh, Europa League away games uh, for Chelsea. So it would be starting with Ukraine, uh, Hungary, Italy, France, uh, Czech Republic as well, um, Sweden. I've Netherlands, I've been there a lot. So, because I don't need a visa to travel inside the European Union, and it's pretty easy for me. But for for the UK, even now, I need to apply for a visa. So, wow. So, you know, as you say, you've been there when we've been on a European tour in the Europa League and the Champions League. What would you say has been the best stadium that you've seen? Uh, well, the away stadium, obviously. You mean, oh yes, cause... yes, yes. <laughs> Um, don't know about the stadium, but I'll tell you that the support of Eintracht Frankfurt fans really was impressive. I did not expect that because the problem is that this stadium is located outside of the city. And uh, when you arrive on the train, there is a shortcut for local fans. And as an away fans, you have to go like 40 or 30 minutes through the forest to get to the, you know, they, they, they just leading you the whole other way and you're making the hook in the forest to get there. So we were we were really pissed off, and we we started, you know, we were just sitting chance like, why, why is your stadium in a fucking forest? Sorry for my language. No, no, that's all right. That's but all right. Uh, yeah, it was like that. But they the support inside was impressive. Like the the performance they had, they stood like it was packed. They stood for you know from the first whistle to the last, not just the opposite stand, but like the whole stadium. They all were black and white, and they had like massive screens hanging in the middle of the stadium. So, uh, yeah, I was I was pretty good impressions out of that. Uh, I must say, yeah. And what would you say has been the worst experience traveling to see Chelsea on a European night? The worst experience. Um, well, it, it depends if you talk about football or what you know what, what's around. Go football. with both. 
We'll go with both. Like, we'll say about result or we'll talk about the actual sort of trip itself. Yeah, so first of all, it was a horrible night in Kiev with zeros. It was probably, it was, I guess, one of either the first or one of the first times I saw uh, Chelsea live. Uh, somewhere um, so 2014, 15, somewhere, I don't know, some, somewhere there. Um, and and it was it was zero zero and it was so boring you know it was the, one of the most boring games ever and it was Chelsea playing Dynamo like it's it was not um, Bayern or someone else uh, it's horrible but but it was a great atmosphere and there's a, a huge stadium in there uh, like around eighty thousand supporters something like that it was not packed but it was still impressive but what what goes to around football you know um, it was Juventus uh, last season was it like two. Yeah, last season, I guess. Um, yes, it would have been. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's because of the police. I mean, the Italian police made the experience for all the fans, for all the away fans, just terrible. Right. Uh, usually, in different countries, you know, like Malmo, we went to Malmo this season, and it was awesome. Everybody was welcoming. You know, people, the police, everyone was excited for the game, and uh, it was uh, it was really friendly from everywhere. But uh, unfortunately, in Italy, it was all the way around. And we had, uh, like me and me personally, and different people I saw, they had some confrontation with the police. And uh, it, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't that good. So for, obviously, you know, for, when you go for football, for a away game especially, is, uh, it's, it's a celebration. Like you're all excited, you're all happy, you're all, like, you don't want any troubles, neither for... For, for for the city where you're going because you're exploring as well, but also for yourself, you're just having fun, and yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't come to this confrontation. How it comes sometimes, you know how it how it happens. Did you have any luck in getting a ticket for the Europa League final in Baku? Uh, honestly, uh, I think that I could get a ticket because I, as you can see, I travel a lot yes. and. Uh, <laughs> But I didn't really, I mean, I wanted to see Arsenal humiliated, but I didn't really want to spend that much money, that much time to go to Baku because right. Baku is all the way far there. The tickets were expensive. The accommodation for the that week, it just uh, raised like three times compared to, to a regular week. I, I, I know there were actually fans who were, who were driving to to Baku. But I imagine, imagine you're an Arsenal fan and you drive all the way to Baku and you freaking, you got demolished in the, in the, in the final. And there is Giroud thanking you on the video. He's <laughs> in the cup. So no, I was terrible. No, um, I figured like, come on, it's, it's, uh, Chelsea playing Arsenal and this, this game is huge. Yes. But you can see it in London. You know, you don't need to fly seven, whatever, 6,000 kilometers is there to, mm. to Baku. Spent a fortune, and you know it's Arsenal. You know, like you know who's gonna win, so it's it's a fact anyway. <laughs> but I must tell, I must, must tell you that I was terrified um, before the Champions League final in Porto, not because of uh, of Man City being our opponent, but because you know the final should have been in Turkey in Istanbul, and it's not a problem for me to go there. Not visa is close enough and uh, pretty cheap, so it's all good. And then two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, three weeks, two weeks before the game, they decided uh, because of COVID, they decided not to have the final in Istanbul and they decided to move it. And there was a 
point where no one no one knew where to, and there were two stadiums or two cities uh, who applied: London and Porto. Mm. So for London, it was you know it makes so much sense, and I understand why the local fans must be pissed off and the teams must be pissed off with the decision because there was a two English teams in a in a European uh, Cup final, which due to COVID and mass pandemic in the world cannot fly somewhere else. Just let them play inside, right? In England. I was terrified. I was like, I need a visa there and I have no chance to do a visa in like two weeks notice and buy a ticket. And like even to buy a ticket in England for the Champions League final, oof, that's going to be a competition. So I was... I was so relieved with Porto, man. I was like, um, but it was very hard to get it anyway. But I was so relieved that it was in Porto that I actually had the chance. So for me, it was not a matter of money anymore. You know, it happens once in a lifetime. And especially in these circumstances, the whole season, uh, there were no, no, no fans on the stadiums. And the last one, actually, I had tickets for, for a game against Bayern Munich. And it was the first one to be cancelled. Uh, like, no, not not the game, but the fans not yes, to be allowed. That's for right. yeah. And those tickets, you know, went to hell. And then you wait another year. And then the first time you can get to the stadium, is your team playing in the Champions League final? Oh, man, you're going there. I mean, it's, it's as easy as that. I am usually travel with friends or with my girlfriend. But that time, I, you know, I just like, I, I flew alone because it was not possible to get a lot of tickets. And I was like, no, nah, heck it. I'm, I'm flying alone. I'll, I'll find my mates in there anyway. All the hostels everywhere were actually Chelsea fans. So. Brilliant. Well, now I know who to turn to if I need an away ticket. I'll, I'll yeah. actually remember you for next time. But I want to talk about the supporters club now. And in regards to the Prague Blues, when did it start? And who, why was it created? Okay, so we have very young supporters club here. Uh, we just started, so we had our official first season, previous season. I thought about creating a club earlier, and I think I even applied earlier, but due to COVID, there was not much of, you know, all everything was closed, basically. Bars, uh, stadiums, so there was no motivation to do that right now, because you actually cannot like, leave your apartment. And we had a pretty strict lockdown here in Prague. So I implied, uh, we had this conversation with the club and so on, but uh, we actually started going and meeting uh, last season, but the whole, yeah, through the whole season. So how it started is, as again, mentioning for the third time, Ukrainian. Uh, you know, Alex, I'm pretty sure you know Alex Lutsenko, who is the head of Ukrainian Supporters Club. Yes, yes, he's been I, on the show. Yep, yep. So Alex and, and Sergei, who's uh, also in the, in the Ukrainian Supporters Club, they... I created it way earlier in Ukraine, and I was a part of it. I used to live in Ukraine, and I, you know, I, I used to used to go out with the guys, and uh, we would support together. And uh, then I moved to the Czech Republic, which which was uh, around seven years ago, six and a half maybe. I was I'm still in contact with the Ukrainian supporters club constantly, I'm like all in all the chats and everything. But then I realized, okay, you know, I. I can't hang out and go watch games with them every every single week, and I'm still doing it here. And I and I know that there are people here who who support Chelsea, who love Chelsea, especially you know not only because it's a huge club, but uh, Petr Cech obviously uh, raised a lot of Chelsea supporters yeah. in this, in the country. So it's like I'm going to give it uh, you know give it a try and also create something what Alex did, 
uh, maybe on a smaller scale, because obviously Czech Republic is a smaller country and uh, Prague is not that large of a city, but it still has a million um, people living here. So I was like, there definitely should be Chelsea supporters in here. I tried um, with a fifth stand app. Uh, there was an official supporters club, or there is an official supporters club. I tried, tried contacting them. They were not responsive, not active at all. I saw that in the chat, like nothing was happening there. So I, I um, texted the club directly. Um, and I got the response. We already have a supporters club in your city. So like, okay, but could you please try contacting them? Like, have you heard anything from them in the last couple of years? It's like, okay, give us some time, please. We'll check. And then the club came back to to me saying, uh, yeah, they're not responsive. So if you can go on and create the, the club again in Prague. You'll just need to use another name than they do. So I was like, okay, Prague Blues, you know, it's, it's, it's right there. It's on the surface. Like it's, um, it, so yeah, basically it was Alex who inspired me and uh, being a part of this culture in Ukraine, put it into my head that, oh, if there is nothing here, why, why are we missing on this? Because we actually can get together and we're in Europe, so we can travel, we can go to games, we can, you know, uh, hang out together, and that's that's basically how I did it. So as as easy as that, and then just social media. Hey, folks, anyone who's supporting? There are some smaller groups of people who support Chelsea who just, you know, like hang out. Ten of them, fifteen of them here, ten of there, like in different bars. So it's just like social media. Hey, we're doing this, we're doing that, um, come together. And we have a very international supporters club here. Um, I think, like, officially we're above, a bit above 100, maybe 130, 140 people. But uh, out of them, I think we have at least 20 different nationalities. Because uh, it's a pretty cosmopolitan city here. And when you when you come to the pub with us, you could hear at least three, four languages in the same tables. Because people would be speaking obviously Czech, um, English, uh, Russian, Ukrainian, Slovak, you know, the, uh, people from Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Armenia, Russia, and they all speak different languages. And they're like, there is, there would be a group of people who speak Russian together. There would be a group of people who speak Czech, and there will be a group of people who speak English to to everybody. Did you notice? Did popularity grow quite quickly within the group? Because as you say, as it's cosmopolitan. And because of the area, there must have been quite a few Chelsea fans thinking, oh, you know, this is quite close to me. I'll join in. Did you notice the numbers increase? No, obviously, um, as, as I said, we're like very, very young. When we started, hmm. uh, obviously, I first I called like my friends who already knew, who already watched game together. So we got like a number to 15 or 20, like in, in two days, three days. Then social media and everything. And it grew up to, let's say, 80 pretty rapidly. And then it would have stayed probably on the same level, 80, 90, uh, from time to time. Then the Champions League, and you can see, oh, 10 more people joined. Uh, then you see then someone just saw you in the bar. You know, you, you, you like they probably sit there, they're shy, but they see there is a huge Chelsea company. So I stand up, I go to them, oh, Fox, you support Chelsea, yes. So we have a official supporters club. You can find us on the fifth stand, the Chelsea app. Uh, join let's go let's watch together don't be shy and yeah that's obviously people are joining and joining more and more i'll tell you what there are there are um people who are coming to different places as well and they're aware of us we're aware of them and we're always happy to to see each other and to join it's just you know people who have a tradition of the like, last 10 years going to the same uh pub 
uh, where they already have their seat, we already have the, the bartender maybe supporting Chelsea as well. So they would put it there. So they have their spot. So we know each other. We're, we're always welcome to, like, to see each other, but we probably hang out in different places as well. Because, uh, uh, yeah, the one which we selected for ourselves is uh, so pretty new, but we, we had a conversation with the owner and they put like the official Chelsea Supporters Club meeting place on the, on the doors. They got... So I brought the Champions League for final flag to the to to that place. They hanged it. They have a, our book tables reserved, you know, booked for every Chelsea game and gonna be on air. So we we have it figured with them. And for you guys in in Prague in particular, what would a typical match day be like? As you say, you know, what time would you go to the pub? Obviously, depending on the game, and would you? sort of put on certain bits you know whereby you'd sort of you know make the atmosphere a little bit better you know would you maybe do certain food or something like that in t- depending on what type of game it was um no we, we try to watch every single game together obviously the numbers vary sometimes it will be i don't know like 10 people you know coming to the game sometimes it, it might be 25 30 whatever depending on the game obviously the most of the fans because as I just said, different cultures, different people, uh, men, women, you know, some people work, some people study and so on. So most of the people, of course, will come for bigger games. And of course, they'll come probably right before the game, like five, ten minutes before the game. You know, it's kind of European approach. Um, we, as a core group, we would probably do a bit differently. We would come for us. It's a much day. So even though it's not in Prague, you'd come earlier to the pub. Maybe you can watch another some Premier League game before that. You got pop culture is pretty big in Prague. So you got like various uh, beers, you know, uh, darts machine or pool. So you do, you'll do that. So it's kind of, it, it's not two hours for a game for us. It's like probably six, seven, eight. You don't know. Like also depending on the result, right? Uh, if it's a good yes. result, if it's a big game, don't, win, don't, don't wait me home. <laughs> Superb. In terms of the actual supporters group, do you get much contact from Chelsea in terms of whether or access to tickets or merchandise? Do you have any sort of interaction with them on a regular basis? I do um, have an interaction with them, more or less on uh, on a regular basis, mostly when I need something. Um, <laughs> but uh, with the merchandise packs, unfortunately, it didn't work because of the COVID. They postponed it. They postponed it a couple of times because of the COVID. Then they promised they'll deliver it by the end of the season. And then I got notification that uh, first, due to the COVID, they didn't have any uh, signing sessions. Um, after that, when they started, when they finally could could afford it, uh, they all, they had to, um, first of all, fulfill the contractual obligations, you know, uh, because some sponsors, they you have contracts, you need to provide some merchandise and some stuff like that. So they were not able to send their merchandise to us. Uh, and to and to other uh, supporters club as well during this week uh, this season sorry but um what they did is they offered i'm pretty sure you know that they offered a video message from a player um saying a couple of words for for the supporters club and so on so it will it should be delivered during this season um that is what is in place now but we do so we have fun uh traveling uh for the games and we have fun finding um fighting team um during the walk in the city or maybe next to the hotel so personally me i have 
the whole wall of uh, of signed merchandise. So I have like t-shirts, uh, like jerseys, uh, starting with uh, with the Zola or Terry, and uh, finishing now with the latest, like with the Jorginho Tuchel. Uh, actually, after the Champions League final, um, there was a situation. Okay, so I I'm, after the final, I went out and I went straight to the hotel where the team um, stayed, and uh, I knew the hotel where they stayed because on the official uh, website they posted a video about the eagle working in the hotel and scanning the the uh, birds away when people have breakfast and stuff like that. I was like, okay, that's easy to Google. Porto hotel eagle, you know, some storyline. This this is this hotel, okay. As a stalker, you know, professional. <laughs> um, I went there and I saw a Sky Sports team there. And they said, they said to us, they received a call. They said to us, hey, folks, uh, the team is not coming. They're going to the party straight away. All right, okay, fair. Do you know where the party is? Yes, we do. So, okay, we're taking a cab. We're following the Sky Sports team to the party place. And then, obviously, the bus with the players goes inside through the gates. No one lets us in. But then, like, people start gathering around, you know, having party outside. And then uh, players' families start arriving like one by one, and the player would come to the gates saying, oh, yes, this is my wife. Please open the gates. And when the players come out, like, you know, and it was uh, the season we bought uh, Werner. This is, was the season we bought Mendy. This is it, like latest acquisitions. And uh, we won the Champions League final the same year. And after the Champions League final, the same night, I got Werner, Signature, Mendy, Pulisic, Havertz as well, latest acquisition, and they as the goal scorer in the Champions League final, you know, I was happy as 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 anyone could be. Um, so yeah, I have quite a collection. I'd say I'm pretty proud of it. Fantastic! Don't ever lose that. That's, that's brilliant story. If anybody's interested in joining the group in 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 Prague Blues, how would they go about in joining? I'm. I'd say. I mean, obviously, there are some. Uh, social media, right? But um, I'm not quite a fan of social media, if I could say. I'm not even on Instagram personally. Uh, but there is the easiest way is is the Fifth Stand app. And uh, in the Fifth Stand app, you have the, all the information. You got my phone number. You got our social media. You got our um, pub and the and the street address of of our pub. And there is a chat, so you can just follow if we're going or not. And basically, we're going every week. So it's the easiest thing is to find us either on Chelsea website or Fifth and App, Prague Blues. We're right there and you get everything covered. Brilliant. Now, you've said some fantastic stories about your time watching Chelsea live and then getting some signatures of some top players. But I want to, what's your thoughts on the current Chelsea at the moment? We're a few days now between the start of the season. We've got Everton away. Tuchel's brought in some players so far, but there still seems to be a little bit missing, in my opinion. But what's your thoughts on the current Chelsea at the moment? Yeah, you remember I was 30 seconds in the podcast. I already divided opinions, so it's probably time to do that again now. Time to do it again, yeah. It's a bit over due. I, I obviously, I love Chelsea. I want, want to see us win. I want to see us uh, winning the Premier League, finally. It's been a while now. Uh, it has, yes. However, I do believe that there is still a gap between us, City and Liverpool. And as you just mentioned, we do still lack a couple of players. And as you can see in all the transfer news, we're not always um, 
this season especially we're not always able to get exactly who we want all those yeah. sagas with uh, Rafinha Kunde and so on so it's it's getting pretty tricky and we know that we need still defenders we'll probably need someone in in, in the attack midfielder would be nice as well um, and you, you can see all the rumors going uh, Lewandowski gone Barca now now they're talking today just I, I read the news about Aubameyang because they're coming back it's like you can see that okay in Barca he showed himself pretty well and he knows Tuchel uh, they were they used to work together in Borussia, but we saw Aubameyang in Arsenal as well, right? Uh, I don't know if it was the attitude, but he only scored against us. If you remember, the game, we we got kicked out in the um, from the cup because because of Aubameyang, but it didn't impress me overall. So I'd say uh, actually, actually Spurs, I, I, as much as I have the hate to say it, they're not close to winning, obviously, but they got. Good coach now. They got good signings. as also might be a, a threat as a team. So it was will not be an easy season. And obviously, I hope for you know for uh, for for it, for it to be better than the previous one. But I'd say that our rightful sports right now at the moment with the players we have is second, third, somewhere there. But it doesn't stop us from winning the Champions League. It's a cup competition, and you shouldn't be the strongest one or the fastest one to win it. You just need to be. You know the best one, and who's there better than Chelsea? Exactly, exactly. End that on a positive. Finally, Rustim, what does Chelsea Football Club mean to you, and what are your predictions for this forthcoming season? Sort of, how, how do you see certain players performing, and you know, do you think we could have sort of, apart from the Champions League, do you think we could have, have another good cup run and league terms? No, absolutely. Uh, like talking about cups, look at the uh, our cup runs the last several years. We, we we lose in finals, unfortunately, but we we do get there. You know, uh, three times in a row, I guess. Was it? Yeah. Please don't yeah. bring that up. But yes, <laughs> three times in a row. I mean, it's still impressive. Yes, you don't win, unfortunately, but you know it shows that the team can fight, can get there, and uh, we're not getting worse than they were than we were now. Um, we lost a couple of good players. We bought a couple, like Sterling is a, you know, is a dark horse, as they say, because uh, he might be, and he might have an amazing season because he has motivation now and he's been, you know, playing for Liverpool and for City and he's got Premier League experience and he has a lot of, like, he, he can bring a lot of goal, goals as well. But, you know, you need to fit in, you need to see, well, we'll, we'll need to see how it, how it works because the goal he scored on the, Preseason is good for confidence, but it was not, you know, really performed good, good, good shot and good. Well, the ball wasn't in the net. That's probably the only thing which matters. So I hope it it, it goes there the same way. And we still are not sure how our attack will look like. Uh, who's going to support Havertz uh, up front? Is Werner living? Is he not? Is Pulisic or Ziyech living? You know, like a lot of a lot of unstables there. So uh, constants there, which I, I cannot predict, obviously. But well, uh, what I know is we will be there. We'll be supporting in the pub every single week and away on the Champions League nights. We will be there uh, for sure. That's that's when I'm going to miss. Brilliant. Well, I will hold you to that in terms of a ticket, but I appreciate that. Rastim, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Hopefully, we'll see you down at the bridge one day supporting the mighty Chelsea. If not, I'll have to get you a ticket as a thank you. But enjoy your weekend, and hopefully we will see you back on the podcast quite soon as well. 
Oh, I'm happy to happy to be here, and thanks a lot for listening to a couple of podcasts that I uh, previously. And I was wondering if I if I ever get to be here. So yeah, uh, it's a nice day. Nice day to remember. But um, thanks again. It will not be the last time, Rostim. All the best. All right, you too. Thank you. Podcast Network.